Hey y'all, my name is Briley Casanova and I'm a mental performance coach. I help athletes reach their full potential while working through mental challenges within their sport. For example, I help athletes learn how to perform better under pressure, whether that's learning how to see competition differently with mindset shifts or learning relaxation or energy management techniques. I also help with goal setting, leadership, maintaining focus, and overcoming fear. My goal is to help others find their inner confidence and self-trust, which hopefully leads to further success and joy in their sport. Let's get started with today's episode. All right, y'all. Today, this is pep talk number 28, and we're talking about winning. We're talking about what it means, at least to me, and how to get there at the end of the day. And um, really what this podcast episode or pep talk was inspired by was a group session that I had with some athletes recently. Um, We all chatted together and we just had a really great discussion about it. I think by now it's been, I think, a couple months since we had it. And I just kept coming back to the topic of winning and really, you know, I I think it's important for someone in my position with this type of podcast to, to talk about it, you know, what it means, how to get there, you know, what separates, you know, those that win and those that don't. So, you know, this thought that I've just kept coming back to, not just for my job, but just one of the things that I'm personally curious about and something I think about quite often, you know, because I have, you know, I have, I have two different jobs. Um, and I have friends and I have family and, you know, I, I watch sports. I love sports. I love athletics. I love driven people, you know. Um, so I just think about, you know, winning frequently, you know, what separates those that win in life um, and those that don't. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, I treat life as a competition because I don't, you know, contrary to probably what maybe most people think about me or someone like me is I, I treat everything like a competition, which I actually don't agree with. And I'm not that type of person, but I do believe there's a time and place, but I also believe that we, we can win in different ways and, and there's different, you know, types of winning and different definitions of winning depending on the situation, depending on the moment, the environment, um, you know, but I, I'm not coming from a place of talking trash here. I'm, I'm just simply curious about how we can all achieve, you know, more wins or more success, you know, no matter what we all choose to do in our lives, with our lives and what our purposes are. So, um, I guess I'll start with, you know, the, the side of what winning means to me personally. And I know maybe not everybody feels the same way. Maybe not, not all sports psychologists or mental performance consultants or coaches feel the same way, but here's some of the things that I talked about with my group a few months ago that, um, I think still just resonate personally, um, with myself as a human and as an athlete or a former athlete, I should say. And, and the first thing that, I think what winning really means to me is sacrifice and discipline. And I, I, I'm going to talk about this more than just once. So, so bear with me here. But what I mean by that is, um, you know, sacrifice and discipline come in different forms and different shapes. So for example, you know, there's emotional sacrifice and emotional discipline. There's of course the physical aspect of sacrifice. Um, you know, the sacrifice and discipline with your time, um, avoiding impulsive choices, you know, choosing not to fit in, um, you know, being different than the crowd. So um, all of those different, you know, facets of sacrifice and discipline, I think really highly contribute to those that win. 
um, versus those that do not. And, and maybe another example, taking it one step further, something else when it comes to sacrifice, really what that means, I think at the end of the day, is just taking on additional responsibilities and making tough decisions that others will not do. Um, so again, like further separating yourself from the crowd. And, and that's a way, like when I say not fitting in or being different, I think that's really like the the um the central point of what what that really means an actual example of that so taking on responsibilities and making difficult decisions that others won't um so that's my first note that i wanted to share um my next point about what winning means to me is you know achieving a goal that you set out to do whether it's big whether it's small whether it's within a short amount of time a long period of time um regardless of what that is i think just just achieving a goal that you set out to do something you either wrote down or had in your mind that you actively worked towards and 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 you know it's it's like if you're a list person like me it's like crossing something off that list that you had planned you know and seeing that plan um be completed or come to life or you know whatever it is um that's a huge aspect of what winning or success means to me um here's another point that i think um might be a little controversial, maybe not everybody agrees with, but I think what winning is um, on a personal level at the end of the day is is being your best, being the best version of yourself, but not always being the best. So another way I like to think about this, and I saw this, like, believe it or not, I saw this phrase on a magnet somewhere, and it has stuck with me ever since then. I think I saw it at um, a conference I went to, um, the ASP conference I went to a couple years ago, and uh, it's it says you know and I'm paraphrasing I'm not saying it word for word but off of my memory it was something along the lines of the best athlete is the best athlete for the team not the best athlete on the team um so I kind of adapted this on a more personal level um in other words again going back to the point of just being your overall best and not necessarily the best um you know like the best person in the room it's being your most elevated self your most conscious aware um, confident self at the end of the day, I think is what winning is. Um, again, more on a personal level, maybe less in like a team setting or a team environment. But I think that is something that, um, I don't know, maybe not everybody agrees with, but that's something that I've personally taken, you know, myself and applied in my life. And I, I like that, um, mindset about winning. Here's another point. Um, and again, I think this one kind of also goes without saying and coming from, a like recovering perfectionist perspective. Um, I I do think winning at the end of the day is, is excellence. Winning is synonymous with excellence and not perfection. Um, and I know it's, it's easy to say that, you know, I think it's, it's pretty common and popular now to say, you know, it, you know, being perfect is, is boring or like, it's not about being perfect. Yeah. Everybody says that, but what, what is it about then? And I think to counteract that, yeah, it's easy to say, well, it's, you don't have to be perfect, but the next best thing I would say is excellence. Hence why I named my podcast, you know, the pursuing excellence podcast, because yes, I think if you pursue excellence by that, you know, by, by nature of that and a byproduct of that is you will happen to stumble across winning. Um, if you pursue excellence at the end of the day, like you can't go wrong with that, right? Like why not focus on being excellent instead of perfect? I think that's maybe a better message to share instead of just saying, oh, you don't have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. That's not the end all be all. That's not realistic. Okay, well then what's the next step? I would argue it's it's being excellent and being a master 
of your sport. So, um, my next point, um, I think, I think kind of go together. I've already jumped ahead of myself a little bit, but it's, you know, really what winning is again, at the end of the day to me is, is learning from mistakes and it's being brave enough to make those mistakes. And at the end of the day, just another way of saying that is becoming a true master of your sport. Um, being curious enough to really learn your sport and, and, you know, master your craft, so to speak, if you're going to put it in like a poetic way. Um, but really truly becoming a master of knowing your sport, being knowledgeable and competent in every way you can about it. That is the best way to get to win. There's no cheat code. There's no shortcuts. Really the best that, that we see that are winners and those that, um, succeed not just once, but multiple times over, um, throughout their athletic career or though are those that have mastered their sport through and through. They know as much as anybody else in the world can know about it. Um, they know how to fail, but they know how to, how to not fail as well. Um, and the best way to do that is to, you know, learn the mistakes early, learn them quickly and overcome them, but it's not being afraid to make them. That's how you become a master of your sport. That's how you win. You know what to do and what not to do um, from your own experience. So last couple bullet points on what winning means to me before we take an ad break. Um, I, and I, I briefly mentioned this earlier, but this is something I really can't stress enough. And I think something that why like I, I want to say that I, I, I knew this as a younger athlete, but like I knew it, but I don't think I really saw it or embraced it or realized it till way later, um, you know, way after I was done with my athletic career. But the notion of being different and standing out and really, truly not following the crowd, I really think if you if you think about what you know, winning is, let's say if, if you're, you know, if you see winning as standing, num- like being number one, standing on the first place block on the podium, right? There, you're literally one in a sea of, of everybody else, right? So winning in this case is literally being abnormal in a sea of normal. Um, and that's something that I think personally relates to me because there were a lot of choices I made as a younger athlete that were against the grain and did not fit in with maybe what my friends were doing or what my teammates were doing or what my peers were doing. And, and it's so easy, especially if you're a younger athlete listening to this, this is something that I cannot stress to you enough. And that is like embrace being different. Like now is your time to make those tough choices that your friends won't make. And I'm, I promise you, you know what the right choices are, I think, at the end of the day. I don't want to sit here and preach to you. I don't want to tell you what choices to make, but I think you guys know them. Um, I mean, you know what the trends are. You see what your friends are doing and what, you know, big life choices they're making and even maybe even small life choices. It doesn't have to be big stuff all the time, right? But it's who... Who are your friends hanging out with? What are they doing outside of class and, and you know, in their sport, outside of their sport or whatever activities they're, tr- they're choosing to do? What, um, what study habits do they have? How do they talk or treat to, to treat other people or their friends? You know, um, I think this is an opportunity for you to be really mindful of what, what are you willing to do to be your best. Again, not being the best, but how can you be different in a way that's going to support you um, reaching success and, and being your best? It's really not about following the crowd because one thing that's guaranteed, if you follow the crowd and you blend in and fit in with everybody, 
you're not, I mean, you're, you're, you're literally taking yourself away from winning habits and, in um, you know, successful habits, positive habits. Um, unless now if you're surrounding yourself with people that are making tough choices and making sacrifices and, um, doing those things, then you yourself and collectively everybody gets lifted up. You know what I mean? Um, but that's really up to you at the end of the day. Will you, would you rather be different and stand out and not follow the crowd and be the best version of yourself um, and, and, and win whatever it is you want to win at the end of the day? Or would you rather blend in, fit in, you know, go with what everybody else is doing and not, um, you know, not set a standard and not, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know, not, not master your craft, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, so last point before ad break, um, I think this is, again, it's going to be more personal to you. Only you can do this, but it's knowing and applying your purpose, strengths, and intentions. Again, I think the, the three things here that are key are knowing and applying your purpose, your strengths, and your intentions. What, what is your purpose? What are you meant to do? What, what calls to you? What pulls you forward? What motivates you? What do you want to do? And also, what are you good at? What do you already have going for you that separates you from everybody else? Because you do have those things. Maybe you're an extrovert or maybe you're an introvert. How are you going to use those personality types as a strength for you to improve and be your best? Um, you know, maybe you, you like numbers. Maybe what drives you and motivates you is a result. And that's fine at the end of the day. But for most of us, I would hope that the process, like finding something about the process that you really love um, when it comes to improving your physical strengths or personality strengths or, or mental and emotional strengths, um, that's huge for you. And only you can do that. I can't tell you what those are. Um, that's kind of up to you to figure out and, and, you know, be curious about, ask yourself questions and find the answers to those questions. And then the last point um, is what are your, you know, what are, what are your intentions? What do you intend to do? I like using the word intentions instead of goals occasionally, just because I think sometimes when we put a pen to paper or our brain written out, written down on paper, sometimes goals can be scary and they can be daunting. And we feel like if we don't meet them or achieve them, we feel like we've failed and we can't adjust or change. So sometimes I think the word intentions can be a little less daunting, a little less scary and a little less permanent. Um, although goals, I don't think have to be permanent either you can always change them but um you know just trying to bring a different perspective into it um again you know what I'm really trying to say here is figure out what are your intentions what do you intend to do with your life with your actions with the way you talk to people um with your your sport what do you intend to do in your activities what do you intend to accomplish and again that's only up to you to figure out and solidify but I just want to put that thought in your head um if, if winning is something that's important to you. Okay. So before we talk about how to get there, maybe some more tangible things. I know I've mentioned a couple, um, but let's take a quick ad break and we will be right back. All right. So now let's talk about how to get there. How do we win? What are some tangible action steps we can take? Again, I know I've already brought up a couple, so I might be a little repetitive here. Um, but this is just kind of my free, th free flowing thoughts on, um, those action steps to back up what I just talked about in terms of what winning means to me. So how to get there, what separates those, 
um, that win versus those that do not. And again, going back to that first element um, of sacrifice, and, and that's up to you guys to choose to have to let go of some things in order to gain others. You know, l- listening to maybe some interviews of your favorite athletes or comedians or celebrities or whoever you look up to, family members even, or friends, like, Ask them what what they've had to give up, but what they've gained from it. It's not about giving things up to have less fun or to have less joy. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Winning should bring joy, right? If it's important to you, I would hope it would bring you joy when you get there. Um, But going back to that sacrifice element and not fitting in and not going with the crowd, there are things that you have to um, give up in order to gain other things. So it all depends on what you value and what's most important to you. You know, if, if winning and success is more important to you, um, that might have to do some of the sacrifices you might have to give up are with time spent with friends and, you know, maybe adding more time in, in training versus time with friends outside of training. Um, maybe it's more time studying, um, and again, less time with friends or less time, um, staying up late at night and, and just having, having fun or going to parties or, um, I don't know, maybe it's diet. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say give up on your nutrition because we all, you know, to some degree have to focus on nutrition, but there might be some things that, you know, you know, don't work for you and don't bring you down that you're going to have to say no to, as opposed to other things that you might have to replace, um, you know, those dietary choices with. And I don't want to go too deep into that. I know we all kind of have different needs, different, um, standards, different tastes. So that's really, again, up to you, but it's just to get you, get your thoughts going and get you thinking about what, what are some things maybe you could sacrifice? Um, but also what are some things you can add, too. So in order to, you know, win, I think it takes sacrifice and giving things up, but also gaining others as well. So I don't know what maybe the question of this week is what can you add um, to your courage zone and maybe one thing you can take away from your comfort zone um, this week. So maybe that's one little homework assignment I can throw in here for you. I think that's something I had brought up to my group back when we had this discussion. So when it comes to winning, again, what's something you could add to your courage zone and step into and one thing you can let go of or take away from your um, comfort zone? So that's the first point, how to get to winning. Let's talk about I think I briefly mentioned this as well, but following the process and letting go of the results. Um, I know it's so easy to equate winning with, you know, that first place on the podium. Yes, we all want that. Yes, we want to get there. Yes, it is important. Um, we we would love to have that gold medal wrapped around our neck or, um, you know, a ribbon handed to us or whatever that um, result looks like. You know, I don't know, depending on your sport or activity, maybe it's a trophy, you know, being handled handed to you. I don't know, but Instead of focusing so much on that, of course, that's that's kind of on the back burner and in the back part of our brain, but really following the process and finding joy in the process and just letting go of the results, like letting that kind of come as a as a second, you know, byproduct of the, the process and of the, you know, the training and the day to day right? That's not the main focus. It's not the main goal. It's not the main intention, right? And that's where I think it comes back down to, um, what was I going to say? Coming back down to like the mastery of the sport. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Really, if you follow the process, that is an action that, that follows the mastery of your sport. Again, being curious about gaining as much knowledge as possible about it. It's, it's not about like, the outcome. It's about what can I do to learn as much as I can about what 
what this sport means. What does it take? What does it not take? Um, you know, the day, the day to day, like it's, it's putting the reps in basically putting the reps in, but also figuring out what the quality of reps looks like versus, you know, the quantity and like, what's the balance between those two things, you know? Um, so that's what I mean by following the process and letting go of the results. Um, third point I want to share with y'all is again, of course it comes down to setting goals, you know, setting both short-term and long-term goals. And again, if you want to replace the word goal with intentions, that's fine too. Whatever resonates best with you at the end of the day, it's, it's having an idea of something you want to achieve, like a step in the process or an, yeah, like an action step in the process or, um, you know, if that's what, you know, following the process looks like for you, those are kind of benchmarks and little tests you can give yourself to see what's possible um, and, and in what time frame. Um, so again, short-term, long-term goals, super important, or if you want to call them intentions, that's fine too. But also knowing you can change them and knowing that they're not permanent. And if you don't achieve them, that doesn't mean that you're not a winner. It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful, but it's what you do with that um, that will define um, whether you win or whether you don't win, okay? Um, let's talk about um, distractions and setbacks. I think those that win versus those that don't are the ones that anticipate and plan for the inevitable distractions and setbacks that might come along. And something I like to do with my athletes all the time is writing out a bounce back plan or a bounce back routine, really trying to you know, anticipate every possible setback or challenge to overcome along the way ahead of time, you know, before they happen. It's so much better to do that than, you know, be stuck when something comes up and you're, you know, you're nervous, you're, you're not confident, you're in a negative mindset, you know, all of those potential things. It's so much better to plan ahead than regret, you know, not doing that later in the game, right? So, um, literally, writing out every possible challenge and coming up with one or two like action steps um and and just things you can do to to bounce back from those things happening um so maybe it's um i don't know walking into meet day and feeling like um feeling like you're not prepared okay well what can you do when you get there you can take some deep breaths action step 1 recovery plan 1 you can walk away and remember your affirmations and say like say them out loud to yourself or write them down or listen to a song that you really like before the meet you know um i don't know i'm just coming up with something off the top of my head but if i put more thought into it i think i could be a little more thorough but that's just an example i mean i think you, you guys know what i'm talking about when it comes to like literally listing out inevitable inevitable distractions setbacks challenges um, you know, bumps in the road. Cause you, you guys know yourselves better than I do. Even you guys know your habits, you guys know your weak spots too. We all have them. Um, so maybe, you know, something about yourself when it comes to habits that, or, you know, maybe not even habits, but like common scenarios that pop up in your athletic journey. Um, you know, just compared to whatever I could even think about, you know, you guys know that better than I do. So planning for those things ahead of time and almost having like a plan B for them. And I know some, some, you know, sport professionals, um, might argue, well, if you're thinking about plan B, then you're, that's taking you away from plan A. I, I just disagree. I mean, I, I'm the kind of person where I would rather know everything ahead of time. And that to me, that's success. That's being, you know, planning ahead and being aware and being ready for anything. Um, you know, it's like having that extra set of grips or, you know, um, leotard or, you know, whatever, like outfit or equipment you need. Why, you know, why just rely on the one when you should really have a duplicate ready to go, right? That's not you anticipating that your, um, you know, your clothing or your equipment's going to fail, 
but it's it's just it's an insurance policy. Let's think of it that way. So think of this, you know, bounce back routine um, as an insurance policy for the next time something comes up. And there's going to be things you can't even plan for. We know that, but um, doing the best you can ahead of time and planning um, and preparation. That's again, I think what separates those that win versus those that don't. So. Um, let's talk about a couple more points. I know I'm, I'm kind of going on and on here, but bear with me. So I think again, when it comes to like going back to these, you know, short-term and long-term things, I think when it comes to people that tend to be the most successful, they're, they're really, you know, most concerned with like big picture and long-term what their immediate choices, um, will equate to and what that will amount to and what that looks like. I think the phrase it's about the journey, not the destination couldn't be truer in this scenario. Those that win, they don't want to just win one time, right? They don't want to just win one meet. They want to, they want to win all the time and as much of the time as they can. And for the longest time that they can, um, again, it's not just about that, the first meet or the last meet. It's about what can I do to win every day? I want to win every day. And that really comes down to little things. It's not always the big things. So Again, focusing on the journey and the process, it's not about the destination or the results. I think those that win tend to do that more frequently. Um, and when we don't, I don't think we think about that or talk about it in that way. But if you really, again, if you go back to like interviews of your favorite athletes, I can guarantee you in, in some line of questioning, you will come across the idea of like them thinking long term and big picture and like just their athletic career in general. It's not just about this one meet you know, or one competition that it comes down to. It's, it's everything. It's the entire journey. It's the entire experience, right? Um, I don't know. That's just my perspective. But here are just a couple more points, and then we'll get into a reflection. So again, I really can't stress enough the idea of, you know, being abnormal and not following the crowd. And I think the mindset and the action steps you can take to to go along with that are being curious and being creative, be curious and creative with your training. What other drills can you do that are going to work for you um, that maybe other people aren't doing? What reps work best for you? What quality of training can you, um, what can you increase to add to your quality of training? Um, what books can you read? Who can you talk to about their experiences and what, what has helped them? You know, um, again, really trying to master your sport and and be different. Do not follow the crowd. The reason why we have winners are because they're the ones that chose to step out of the box. They step out of the comfort zone. They step into the courage zone and choose to be different and separate themselves, right? There's something that they do that's different that not everybody else does. And that's through curiosity and creativity. Um, and that's going to look different for everybody. That's up to you to figure out what does that mean for you? Um, what can you do with that, right? Last couple points. So I think the idea of, you know, just keeping moving forward and not being stuck in one place. Um, and I know that's kind of a broad, you know, thing to say, but when it comes to those that achieve long-term success and consistent wins, it's it's not getting caught up on the losses. It's not getting caught up on the mistakes. It's using those things as leverage to propel you forward. Um, that's what I mean by keep moving forward. So use your weaknesses as leverage use your strengths as leverage. Um, and I think another way of saying that and the last point I'll make before we get into some reflection is just being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Those that win are never completely comfortable or satisfied with 
how they do and what they do. They're always looking to refine, always looking to reform and add and take away and change, you know, all of their habits. Yes, it's about finding that routine, but also figuring out how can I make this routine even better for me? How can I, how can I improve? How can I grow? How can I learn? How can I overcome? Um, those are the types of questions I think the the winners in our world ask themselves. Um, and, and with that comes being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, it's it's finding satisfaction in the discomfort, in the soreness, in the tiredness, um, you know, in the in the maybe separation or being outside of the crowd. You know what I mean? So those are my main bullet points, but let's jump into a, just a little bit of reflection before I, I leave you guys for um, the end of this episode. So what I want you guys to do just for this last part of this chat here is I want you to think of times where you have won before. It could have been in a game, in your sport. It could have been in your job. It could have been in a debate with a friend. It could have been in school, you know, etc. Whatever situation that was where you felt like you won, like you achieved something, like you did something, you improved, you were at your best, okay? And then now, once you've kind of thought of that scenario, I want you to think about what worked for you. What led you to that successful moment? What led you to that win? What steps did you take? What thought process did you have before then, during, and after? Um, And I want you to keep recreating those habits and prepare like you have before. I'm a huge advocate for the phrase of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, um, I tell that to my athletes all the time. I'm sure they're sick of me talking about it. If you're one of my athletes and you're listening to this, you're like, yes, Coach Briley, I know. (laughs) Um... But at the same time, again, kind of what I was saying before about, you know, tweaking the process and refining things, you know, that's totally appropriate, you know, as needed as well. But following and committing to what you know works until the end is going to be a huge asset for you. Um, So that's the first part of our reflection. But second part, additionally, I want you to now think about times when you didn't win, okay? What led you to that? What led you to that that sting, that feeling of, ooh, that was not fun. I didn't like that. I, you know, I felt like I felt like I lost or I made a mistake that was too great and, and knocked me down a peg, right? Um, you know, what didn't work? Think about what didn't work. What do you need to avoid? What do you need to step away from? What habits do you need to maybe not um, implement in your routine before big moments? right? Um, I want you to figure out what you should both gravitate towards and what you should walk away from. So again, habits, maybe it's mindsets, maybe it's people, maybe it's things you tell yourself and thoughts, you know, whatever it is, all of those little things add up and either bring you closer to success or pull you away. And then it's about what are you going to do next with that information? So that's what I want you to think about um, maybe for the next week or so and, and see what happens, see what you can learn about yourself with that. And, and what I want to say, you know, last point here before I close is what, you know, what I think at the end of the day winning is, is when preparation meets opportunity and also exercising confidence in the process. So one more time, winning is when preparation meets opportunity and exercising confidence in the process. That is the thought I will leave you with. Um, thank you guys so much for listening please check out my social media platforms. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Briley Casanova. Um, 
Those are where you can find exclusive updates and the chance to give me direct feedback for future episodes. You can also find me on Instagram at Mental Coach Briley. I'm also on Twitter at Mental Coach Bry. And I do have a Facebook page. It's fb.me at Mental Coach Briley. Um, if you want to ask me about a free consultation as well, you can shoot me an email at briley at completeperformancecoaching.com. Now, if you also feel inclined to donate, but please do not feel obligated, you can Venmo me or PayPal me. Um, my Venmo is Briley Casanova, and my PayPal, of course, is paypal.me slash Briley Casanova. All of this is in the show notes, so um, please feel free to reach out with questions and any feedback that you have. Your input is valuable and important to me, so please help contribute to my further growth and knowledge. Thank you so, so much for listening, and I will see you in my next episode.